What if I told you that you could have a blessed and fulfilled marriage by overcoming five things in your life? Well, stick around, and I'm going to share with you what they are and how to overcome them in this episode of The 318 Project. This is The 318 Project, a guide to equip men through godly principles and develop as husbands, fathers, and sons. And now, your host, Ryan Hare. So what are those five areas? Well, we're going to talk about and look at the five areas that kept the children of Israel from entering Canaan, or Canaan land, which was God's promised land, for their fulfillment. But it's also a Canaan land that we can have fulfilled in our marriage. So we're going to look at that. And we're looking at the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 6 through 11, which talks about that, which Paul was talking to the church of Corinth on that, that Canaan land was a land of promise to the children of Israel. And it says, now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after the evil things as they are lusted and do not become idolaters as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play, nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did or, and as in one day, 23,000 fell. Nor let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. Nor complain, as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. So we see that Canaan land is a land of promise to the children of Israel from God. It's a real place. It's not like Nirvana or Shangri-La that's a fantasy to reach. It's always been God's example of mankind's maximum potential. So let's look at those points. Number one, lust, as it talked about in verse six. Now, lust is the desire to satisfy yourself at the expense of others. Now, this is a non-sexual gratification or satisfaction of the flesh. Uh, we see that in so many things that we that you may lust after or desire, having that new sports car, the nicer home, the prettier wife, something that you desire even when it's not yours, but you want to obtain it just to have it. Not everything is a sin when you desire to achieve goals in life, but when you desire it to a point that becomes selfishly, that becomes that lust. We look at the Israelites here and how they still had that lust and desire. They were craving what they had back in Egypt. They were heading to Canaan land, and their feet were leading them that way, but their hearts were still set back in Egypt, and they never got past that. And it talks about that in James 1, verses 14 and 15. It says, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away from his own desires and enticed. Then, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. So again, when we allow that to dwell in you and grow, then that brings that sin and death in your life. 
but we can overcome that just as the children of Israel did. And that's what we're going to show for you. Now, the second point that they had an issue with is idolatry. In verse 7, it talked about that. Now, idolatry is that value system that you create, which you esteem to have more worth of your attention. Well, well, what is idolatry? Well, many times when we look at idolatry, we're thinking an idol, a, a statue, a little whatever it may be, a little idol itself. But it's anything that we put ahead in your life. It's whatever you put as a priority in your life that it shouldn't be as a priority. Yes, we should work. Yes, you have to take care of your family. But when it becomes that dominating factor that you neglect your wife and your your children, then that becomes that idol. Some of those areas can be power, prestige, money, your business, a rank, uh, religion, popularity, an ego, and pornography. Pornography in itself is the ability to create an image or fantasy in your mind to satisfy yourself. So again, it's not just fulfilling a lustful sin, but it's also an idolatrous sin because you have created this image that you hope to fulfill in your mind, and it can lead you down a path that is destructive. Now, going back, when we look at the idolatry and even lust, you know, I was saying before, lust is that desire to benefit yourself at the expense of others. But the counter to that is love. Love desires to benefit others others at the expense of yourself. So when you give sacrificially of yourself and your time to your wife, your children, uh, your job, you're you're showing that love and care, and it's not a selfishness. It talks about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 and 5. It says, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, and thinks no evil. And that's what we should be doing in our lives, is just having that love and desire to to help others and benefit them, even when it it puts us at the expense of ourself. Now, the third point I want to talk about is fornication. Now, fornication is that physical attraction, that physical sin, and this is every kind of sexual sin. Now, while fornication and sexual promiscuity, when we look at it today in society, it looks like, you know, that society has it that it's okay for sex out of wedlock or any kind of sexual promiscuity and sin. We look at society and how there are laws out there that allow different things. But just because it's okay and popular in man's eyes does not mean it's right in God's eyes or in the Bible as it talks about that. Now, what are some examples of sexual sin that we see in the Bible? Well, the results of some sexual sin are with key people that we've seen. Samson and Delilah, that talks about it in Judges chapter 16, verses 1 through 21, and what happened with him through the fall of sin. And even King David and Bathsheba in 2 Samuel chapters 11 and 12 goes through the whole story of the situation of what happened with it. And it wasn't just with sexual sin, but it led to death and and other problems in that, and even in his kingdom. 
But at the same time, we can be overcomers, and overcomers are godly achievers that can overcome these sins, these issues in your life. Now, the fourth point is tempting Christ. Now, tempting Christ is kind of a tough area that we we don't really look at, but it's demanding that God do what is contrary to his will or inconsistent with his character. Think about this as someone that may lie or cheat in his business, lie on his taxes, but then he's asking God to bless his his business, bless his family. So how can we look at that and hope to be blessed? And that's what I'm trying to show you today is sometimes we put these things or we'll tempt God in these areas in our lives and then expect him to bless us when it does not go along with what he has told us in the scriptures. The children of Israel, they did this in the wilderness, asking God to provide meat when he was already providing them that bread, that manna, or when they were complaining that, hey, we're going to die out here and you don't give us water, and then he would, you know, to provide water and different things. Another scripture that we hear or we read about that talks about tempting Christ was in the book of Acts, chapter 5, verses 1 through 10, on the story of Ananias and Sapphira, who held back what they had sold. And in their minds, they're like, we are not going to tell them all that we have done, what we sold it for. We're just going to give half of it. And they give half, but yet we see what happens. They're called out, and the Spirit strikes them dead right there. So we want to be careful when we try to tempt Christ in those areas of our lives. We don't want to expect something from God when He, when we, we've done these things, hidden these things in our lives that go counter to what he wants us to do. Now, the fifth point is murmuring. Now, this is something that all of us tend to do, even myself, is we have that point where it's simply, it's the simplest form of negative communication or confession. It's complaining, criticizing, finding fault, or even spreading rumors. And we've all been there. I've been there. You've been there. And that's what we're wanting to do is we're wanting to help. I want to help you overcome these areas, not just in your life, but in your marriage to strengthen your marriage. Think about it. When you use those small remarks, those little cutting jabs and comments, the sarcasm, uh, it's good that we can sometimes be able to have that time of fun and cutting up with your with your spouse, but then there's that time where it becomes just mean and hurtful and just to get at them. It can create that hate, uh, division, animosity, and it can just put a division in that marriage with your spouse. Think about it also when we complain about our jobs, our bosses, leaders. Um, sometimes we even complain about our pastors, uh, and we wonder why God's not blessing us or why we're not being blessed. But here's those points that you can overcome them. You can get in that time of prayer, devotion, getting in God's Word, and allowing Him to speak into your life to show you those areas, because they're not always going to be visible. These five areas are not always visible. When you allow them to get into your life, it can destroy not just your relationship with Christ and God, but it can mess up that situation in your marriage. As we talked about, you know, again, those five points of lust, idolatry, 
fornication, tempting Christ, and murmuring. When we allow those to get into our lives and into our marriage, it can uh, bring that tension and make it difficult to have that communication and openness with your, your spouse. And I want to be able to help you overcome those and share and grow from these areas in your life that you may be facing because you can overcome them. It's not always about achieving certain goals. It's about having a blessed marriage. Another area that it talks about with the murmuring is in Jude verse 16. It says, These are grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lust, and their mouth, and their mouth, great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. And sometimes we do that to get an advantage or that recognition to, to be the life of the party whatever it may be. Uh, another scripture is Numbers chapter 14, verses 27 and 28. It says, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who complains against me? I have heard the complaints which the children of Israel make against me. Say to them, As I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. And again, it's that part of we can't expect God to bless a marriage, or your job, or your children, when you are holding areas, one of these five areas in your life. These five points I took from a book called Maximize Manhood by Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole. And if you want to check it out, I'm going to put a link in the description on where you can find this book. It's under cmn.men. So here's the great thing about all this, is that God can bring restoration and enable you to reach that Canaan land experience in your marriage. Uh, It may take time. You know, if you've had a situation of an affair or you've lied to your your spouse repeatedly where there's no trust, um, it takes that time to build the trust back up. It's not going to come overnight, but it's going to take time. And if you take that time to have those devotions with your spouse, pray with your spouse, Not just having your own personal time, but having that time of praying and devotion with your spouse and your family, it will bring a unity in that in your family that you can grow and have a a godly kingdom Canaan land marriage. So guys, I want to thank you for joining me on this episode of the 318 Project, and I want you to have a blessed and wonderful day. Thank you for joining on this adventure of integrity and honor in godly masculinity. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with other men. And remember to keep building faithful men.